Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Another last could be F1 drivers. They've got cool names. That's the Sage Meister. What are you talking about? That was a There was a, an F1 driver called Hawking. <laughs> we call him the B-Hawk. Hawking. I can't remember his face. It, it's real. Um, there's a yeah. South, Af- South African driver in the 60s. Um, Gary, possibly. but Gary, Gary Hawking. Off. Is there a real man called <laughs> Gary Hawking? He's an F1 Look driver. Look it up. Look it up. He ra- <laughs> he's a South-, South African guy. He raced in the 60s. Gary Gaza. Stuart Hawking was a Grand Prix motorcycle racing world champion who competed in the late 1950s and early 1960s based in Rhodesia. How did he do? Not very well, I think. No, no points. Mil <laughs> point. All right, then. Should we podcast? Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Back at full strength this week. My name is Ben Hocking. Harry Eads in the house and so is the returning Sam Sage. Um, I have to say we did miss our usual Bottas slander so welcome back Sam. Well we're back again with the Bottas slander so <laughs> more Botties coming your way folks. I'm back. I hope you'll miss me. I missed you. I was moving house. Um, I live in another part of London now. All you weirdos were tracking me down. I saw you out there on the streets of Croydon. I don't live there anymore. Anyway, let's talk about Formula One. Great idea. Couldn't agree more. Um, we've got a really great show for you tonight. Thanks so much for dropping by. Today we'll be talking about Toto Wolf and Mercedes. He sees areas of bias. Do we see the same thing? Um, could McLaren versus Ferrari be the rivalry to uh, to look out for this season? And it's the return of F1 higher, F1 lower. It's been a fair while since we played that one, so that one's going to make a return later on in the show. But first of all, Helmut Marco. 
everyone's favourite nothing. He's uh, he, he's decided <laughs> to open his mouth again, unfortunately. Um, regarding Pierre Gasly, um, Marco believes that if Max Verstappen was in the Alpha Tauri during Bahrain qualifying, he would have outqualified Gasly, who himself was P5, by two or three tenths of a second. Sam, your thoughts on this one? How about Marco? It, it, it's amazing the amount of times that he will fall into the, um, how do I put this politely, um, not a nice person category. Uh, that's for if children are watching. Um, where does he come up with these statistics? There's no factual proof of how well Max Verstappen will have driven that car. Let's not get it wrong. Max Verstappen is a brilliant driver, as we have seen over the last few races and seasons. Uh, Pierre Gasly has come a long way. The gas man is one of the, the best drivers on the grid at the moment and one of the drivers to look out for. And I don't see where you're getting that intrinsic data. It just feels like Red Bull, this the senior team, and Helmut Marco, Christian Horner specifically, are just the Max Verstappen fan club. It's just like Max Verstappen propaganda. Um, everything they could do to make it sound like no one else gets any praise apart from Max Verstappen. And it's a bit tiring. It's a bit boring to listen to now. You've got two great teams. I think Red Bull's lineup now is the strongest Red Bull's lineup has ever been in terms of the, the junior team and the senior team. I think Yuki and Pierre in the junior team are a fantastic lineup, one of the best if you can, can carry on these performances. And they should deserve the praise that they get. We don't need to compare Max Verstappen all the time to people inside and outside of that team. Helmut Marco is a delusional, silly old man. I'm not getting invited to any Red Bull events at the moment because I've said that. But he is. He's a Muppet. He's a Muppet that is a Muppet. He's a Muppet. Do you reckon the reason that he wins so many Driver of the Day awards is because Helmut <laughs> is literally there, like, voting, like, phone like a conveyor belt kind of thing just like he's bought <laughs> one of those um one of those chinese like farms that you could buy mm. which are illegal and he's gone one million dollars for you all to vote max verstappen drive the day yeah uh, i mean i we can't confirm it but it's probably true um harry what are your thoughts on helmet marco's latest comments i mean first of all what is the po- why? What what are you gaining from saying this? What, what who's gaining out of this uh, this exchange of words? And unfortunately, it's like really low on the list of annoying slash mean slash stupid things that Hamamaka has said. Unfortunately, because we all remember Corona <laughs> Camp. Um, yeah, I, I don't see. I don't get what the what he what he's trying to prove by saying this. Um, and as Sam said, it's kind of like the Max Verstappen uh, fan club, which we've seen. You know, they've had to bring in Perez from from outside the Rebel program. It's not serving them that well. We know Max is a terrific driver, but it's not encouraging or helping their other driver and team to to be any good. And you know, Daniel Ricciardo left because he saw the writing was on the wall, and I think increasingly so, we're seeing that Ricciardo was right to do that. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Gasly's offended him. I don't know. Didn't turn up to his birthday party i have no idea what he's got against gasly but um yeah especially considering how well gasly has recovered if gasly had gone back to alvatari and has been doing rubbish then i'd, I'd get it but well, i wouldn't get it but i'd understand more than that than now because gasly's doing a terrific job so yeah don't understand it's a weird weird obsession they have with max say he does leave what are they gonna do then he's gonna helmet's gonna be crying into his into his golden grams no idea what he's going to do. Um, Come back, Alex. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come back, Daniel and Alex. Yeah, that'll be the team. 
to Red Bull. Hello, then. is that is that David Coulthard? Should I drive? You know he would. DC would come he back. Would. Yeah. You, do, you just everyone. know, like, in, in 30 years' time, AlphaTauri is still going to exist and they're going to have fired their 126th driver and he's going to get on the phone, Daniel, yeah, am I up again? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Daniel's there, like, 50 years old, like, oh, yeah, but back on it. Um, yeah, I, I think Helmut Marco has actually done what I like to refer to as a Harry Yeed, um, in that he... <laughs> In that he, I think he's actually right, but he's managed to find a way to be wrong even when he is right. Um, Yeah, that is very me. Because I don't, I don't necessarily think what he's saying is inconceivable. There's also, as you say, Sam, absolutely no way to prove it one way or the other. But you know, theoretically, if he was in the AlphaTauri, is a two and a half temps gap with Verstappen ahead? Is that unfeasible? Not really. You know, it could well have gone down that way. But the problem is you've got no way of proving it. And secondly, to Harry's point, why are you saying it? It doesn't benefit anyone in this situation whatsoever. And bear in mind that, you know, two and a half temps gap between Gasly and Verstappen, if that was the case when they were teammates at Red Bull, Red Bull would have been pretty happy with that. I don't even think it's that much of an insult to say that Gasly would finish two and a half temps behind Verstappen in a qualifying effort because to be honest I don't think many drivers could do that so even though I don't actually think the statement is in itself all that insulting you still don't want to hear as a racing driver nice job but that guy would have beaten you regardless of whether it's one tenth two tenths or a full second um yeah to go back to what you said Harry you know Max Verstappen is the only one who even slightly theoretically would benefit from this and he isn't going to care is he like it's not going to build Verstappen's confidence to hear those words. And he's he's not in need of his confidence being built whatsoever, particularly with comments like this. So it doesn't really benefit Verstappen, him saying this. It definitely doesn't benefit Pierre Gasly because, well, I mean, he's hearing that another driver would comfortably beat him. So so why are you making the statement? Who, Who are you serving here? The only thing you're serving to do is create an even greater wedge between Pierre Gasly and the full Red Bull team. And you're ruining any chance of of him being in that seat in the future, really. I mean, at the moment, Perez and Verstappen, obviously Perez is a, is a bit of an unknown at the moment. He's only done one race at the team. Verstappen, of course, has been there for a while and, and continues to do a great job. But because of Albon's poor performances since he went into the role... And because of Sonoda's inexperience, you would have to say that Pierre Gasly is currently in that third driver role, even if he isn't officially there. You know, you know, he's probably the third best driver at the moment in that team, in, in that programme, I should say. So if something does happen to Perez or Verstappen, then he might be the one to step up. So why are you driving a wedge between that guy? He's one of your drivers. What You're not supposed to put that... This really shouldn't have to be said. You don't put down your own drivers. Come on. Oh, I mean, for me, this is this is just giving Gasly more reason to leave. And, you know, hopefully for their sake, it works out with Perez. But I'm sure Gasly, if he does move away and they find that doesn't work out, if Verstappen moves to Mercedes or something ridiculous like that, you, you could imagine that Gasly's going to be sat there uh, with a bit of a smirk on his face. Do you think that Gasly needs to get out of the programme, Sam? Yeah, I don't see how he fits in. I think um, as much as you're right, and I think that 
Gasly is probably the third best driver in the program. I think he ha- is better currently than Albon. Albon obviously now losing experience, having not been in the sport at all. Um, Perez is still getting up to speed with things, but overall, I think he's probably still a more consistent driver across the season than Gasly. Uh, give it another couple of years, that will most likely change. Uh, but for now, Gasly is kind of a big asset for Red Bull. And they really take that for granted. And for me, Gasly has every ability to be a, a top driver. I don't know if he'll be a world champion, but I think Yuki Tsunoda is definitely the favourite for them. You know, if anything were to go wrong, I think they'd take another punt on a youngster and put Yuki in in a couple of years' time. So it makes sense for Gasly to think, my chances are up, I'm filling a seat, it's not going anywhere. Alpha Tari will never be a championship-winning team. That's just the way it is. The chances are incredibly unlikely that that's ever going to happen. So if Gasly's in with any chance of being a regular race winner, regular podium sitter, if he wants to fight with the big boys... He's not going to get a permanent chance at Red Bull. And why would he want that chance anyway? They've been nothing but horrible and miserable with him. Constant digs, constant slander, constant chucking his name around in the press. If you've watched Drive to Survive, you see that clip of Gasly in the car where they talk about how Alba was being treated. Oh, we're supporting him. You know, we're all behind him. And he literally turns around and goes, oh, F off, are they? And he's shocked at that that behavior as he knows it's not true. Gasly doesn't want to be there. Gasly is there because currently he knows it keeps him in Formula 1 and he's proving himself to be a great driver. The moment Alonso or Ocon or something like that goes, he'll move into to Alpine to make that French connection with a youngster from F2 maybe. That feels like where he's destined to go. I think he'd be a good asset for a very strong team and give it a couple of seasons, I think he'll be there. I reckon by the end of 2022, I'd be shocked if he's still at AlphaTauri. Why would you want to stay? What what do you reckon, Harry? Do you think that Gasly needs to move on? Yeah, I, I agree with Sal. I think it's uh, uh, if Alfaro for Gasly now is just a just a proving ground for to show off his skills, isn't it? And it's a decent little car. Don't get me wrong, but um, yeah, I don't see why. A, I don't see why he'd want to go back to Red Bull. To be honest, I know for obvious reasons, could be a race-winning team. But that environment, as proved by this comment by Marco, that it's not healthy. I, let me rephrase. Why do you want to go back to Red Bull while Verstappen's there? If that changes, then maybe he would. So that makes it, that decision trickier. But I think, you know, Verstappen is unlikely to go anywhere, anywhere else anytime soon. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, I think he's got to move, move elsewhere, go to Alpine once Alonso retires or if they get rid of Ocon. Um, yeah, he just needs to get out of that. It's like a toxic relationship, isn't it? You need to need to break up and, and move on. Because I think even if Verstappen did leave Red Bull and there was a seat free, I think there's a good chance Gasly could get it. But I wouldn't put it against Red Bull to make the wrong decision again and put the younger driver in. So um, yeah, I think it's. I think he needs to go. I think one more year, Alfatari, and hopefully a seat opens up at, at Alpine. Um, for Gasly, because you know, as we've seen, seen for signs, it's it's worked out well. I know he's at Ferrari, which isn't necessarily the best move at the moment, but his career has gone on an upward trajectory since he left the Red Bull program. So it's it can be done. So I think I think it'll be the right move for Gasly. Yeah, I I think. Um... Yeah, you know, I, I comments what like what Marco said because this isn't an isolated incident in terms of comments like this towards Pierre Gasly. I think it just proves the point that they don't see him having a long term future in the in the Red Bull program. Um, in which case, you know, if, if they don't see that, then then really 
what what are they doing for, from Gasly's perspective I can understand why he would want to stay there as long as he needs to in order to up his reputation ultimately if you look at where he was midway through the 2019 season would you you know his his reputation uh, his prestige in the sport was fairly low after what happened at Red Bull and you have to say if he left the program at that time who would have realistically taken him up it would have been a punt for a team to do so hoping that he'd turn it around now he's had the opportunity to show that he can turn it around thanks to his last 18 months or two years almost now he's been able to show it and now there are other teams that theoretically if a space opened up they they really should go for him if he's available so it has been as you say a proving ground and he should continue to use that until the seat comes up. You know, we, we've we seen with the likes of Esteban Ocon taking a year out, Alex Albon now taking a year out for Red Bull. It's far better to have a seat in F1 than it is not to have a seat in F1. Even if that isn't your intended goal or your intended destination, it's still a proving ground. You, you can still show what you can do week in, week out. Albon and Ocon was last year they're just sat on the sidelines and watching other people essentially overtake them and being able to show what they can do so Gasly should just milk Tauri for what it's worth and just completely use them to the point where a seat out I think Alpine is the probably the number one destination but if somewhere else comes available as well just keep using it until that that comes around but as in terms of a long-term future I don't think Red Bull see it happening, regardless of how well he performs at AlphaTauri. I think he could go out there and have a great season again. And I'm pretty sure he will. I don't think it will matter at all to them. Hear me out on this one. Lando Norris, Daniel Ricciardo stick it out at McLaren. They do really well. Bottas gets booted out for Russell. Hamilton retires. Gasly in the Mercedes next to Russell sounds quite spicy, I think. There's your your video title right there. Gasly to Mercedes. <laughs> I, I'd love to see it. That'd be, that'd be spicy. Uh, I think that'd be a pretty great partnership. If he carries on the form that he's got now, of course. That is, if he continues that trajectory that he is on. Because he's doing brilliantly. He's one of my drivers of the, of the grid at the moment in terms of the best ability. I mean, I, I would like that to happen just for if there was a moment where Gasly won the title and he could just, like, from the podium, just, like, wave down to helmet, like... Hello. I'd love him. I'd love him to drive <laughs> he, past Max and wave out the cockpit like, "Oh, I've overtaken you again." In oh, fairness, it, if Gasly did that to Marco, I'm not entirely sure it would be a hand wave that he would get. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Toto Wolf, big totes as we like to uh, as we like to oh, call him. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. we always call him that right um, he blesses the reins across the serengeti he does he does thank thank you toto for your service to f1 and indeed africa but um he, uh... oh, dear. anyway there is a point in this toto wolf has uh has, has made some comments um and he believes that there is bias against mercedes following some of the rule changes that have happened over the last few years so most notably i guess would be the aerodynamic changes that have come into force this year um das that was obviously stripped away this year um and remember special qualifying modes don't lo- no longer exist they they tended to help mercedes quite a lot so do you think that there is a bias when it comes to stopping mercedes sam yeah i mean i get it i get that there is a bias but at the same time um it's not 
personal. I know that sounds weird, but like I don't think this is direct specifically at Mercedes. I think if it was any team at the top, let's say Haas were all of a sudden the best team in the world and did it for four years straight, the, the FIA and Liberty and the stewards would start being like, how do we make Haas worse? Because the rest of the field just can't seem to do it. Put Mazepin in both cars and then you'll get there. Um, and I think what's happened here is... Sorry, <laughs> folks. Um, we can have two eggs really, in a car, Sam. I mean, you get six in a carton, so we've got back eggs. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, you can't get two eggs in a car is my favourite quote ever. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back this week. Um... Honestly, what are we doing here? Um, I've lost all train of thought. Right, Mercedes <laughs> needs to take... <laughs> Harry's just there shopping with his eggs, and he's like, no, we, we can't take more than one home. Only one goes in the car. <laughs> you can't put more than two. Um, right, Mercedes should take it as a compliment. And as much as I would like to see um, the rest of the grid de- de- deliver their car, develop it, spend the money... They don't have as much money. They don't have as much time. Regulations are changing in the long term. Um, And if you want exciting close racing, unfortunately, the easier way of doing things is to penalise the top rather than dragging up the other nine teams to get there. Uh, And I think we'll see that even more so in the next couple of years with the fact we've had the engine freeze, of course. We've got the new uh, ground-based aerodynamics coming in for the 2022 car, which I am stoked for. Stoked's not a word I use often, folks. I'm a very, very white man. Um, but increasingly <laughs> excited. Um, honestly, yeah, it sucks from Mercedes, but I want close racing. So either the rest of the grid gets good now, or we have to stop Mercedes being as good, which is a shame. And they're still proving they can be on top, even with the difficulties, which makes them even better, in my opinion. But um, yeah, yeah, the, uh, the midfield either have to do more, or the FIA have to stop Mercedes doing more uh, and bringing the field together. So I get it. It's, a, it's the lesser evil. What do you reckon, Harry? Do you think that there is some sort of bias against Mercedes? I, I think bias is a, is a strong word by big totes, as let's call him. Um, yeah, I mean, Mercedes are clearly, they've been the fastest car for forever, it seems like now. But, you know, for the, for the entirety of the hybrid era, um, maybe this year is the first time they're not, but they still won the first race. Um, it's not... This isn't the first time it's happened. It happened to Ferrari when they were dominating. You know, there were rules brought in there to, to stop them. You know, we had 2000, 2005, we literally weren't allowed to change tides in a race. And that was all basically to stop Ferrari from winning. And it, and it, and it worked. We had, a, we had a Renault winning. Um, uh, go back to the 90s, you've got uh, what's called active suspension. That was banned because Williams were just smashing everyone by about two seconds. So... It, you know, it's happened before and it's the, you know, the duty of the FIA, F1, etc. to make it a close sport because we we respect and admire what Mercedes have done and continue to do. But as Sam said, we, we, more, we want close racing much more than just respecting how well Mercedes are good at being an F1 team. So, yeah, I think, you know... I can see where Toto's coming from. It it's, just seems like they're being targeted, but it's because they've won every championship since 2014. So it was it was going to happen. Um, and they keep being very clever with DAS, etc. So, yeah, it, 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 he, he's right. I guess it is bias, but 
it's not because everyone hates Mercedes. It's because F1 needs to be a closer sport. So, yeah, so, sorry, big totes. But it was it was bound to happen. This and is anyway. what happens when Haas suck totes. Yeah. The FIA need to make them better. Blame Gunther. No, don't blame Gunther. We no. Gunther. no. No, don't do that. Um, but yeah, so, sorry, Toto. But you're still winning. So what does it matter? We you, we took away your rear downforce. You still won. So pff, who cares? <laughs> who cares? I, I love that as a summary. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think Toto Wolf has definitely got a point here. Um, I would echo what you two have said, though, in that this isn't this isn't picking on Mercedes specifically because they are Mercedes. This is picking on Mercedes because they are first. And regardless of which team it was that was first, they would be making these same changes, rightly or wrongly, uh, regardless of what team that is. And I think the you know the couple of examples that you brought up there, Harry, are spot on in that, that it has happened over the last few decades for different teams that were dominating at their respective times. So this isn't new, um, but yes, there is. I, I would argue that at least a couple of the changes that have happened in the last few years have been primarily brought in to stop Mercedes, or at least as a secondary reason, but I think in, in a few cases, the primary reason. You know, DAS, I, I think DAS was a an incredible bit of technical innovation that they brought to the table. Um Stopping that, I think that, yeah, I think that is very much based at Mercedes because they, they work within the confines of the rules. So they had to move the goalposts in order to in order to appease the other teams, apparently. Um, you know, the quali modes, you know, that they used to use so effectively, they were stripped away. You know, my view is that use everything you have at your disposal in a qualifying lap, use whatever engine mode you like. And I, I think they, they should have kept it. And I think the reason they took it away was because, again, um, Mercedes were dominating with it. The aerodynamic changes this year is like the third example. I think that one is perhaps the one I wouldn't necessarily agree with quite as much. I don't think that one was necessarily brought in to to stop Mercedes, but could be wrong on that one. Um, What I would say, I think this is a slightly wider debate about what role the FIA plays in terms of parity and in terms of allowing the sport to be, I don't want to say a fair, but an, an equal sport because, you know, do we want to achieve parity? Is that what we want? And then secondly, how do we want to achieve that? And, you know, it's it's my view that F1, the FIA shouldn't necessarily play the role of pegging teams back. I, I don't think it should be their responsibility personally. Um, and I think it's the responsibility of the other teams to to catch up. I think, I think the FIA, it's their, it's their prerogative to create an even playing field to an extent in terms of financial um, fairness. You know, we, we've seen Mercedes and Ferrari just constantly outspend everyone else. And of course they're going to beat them every year. Well, at least Mercedes will come on Ferrari. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I don't necessarily think it, from a regulation standpoint, it is the FIA's um, job to allow the other teams to catch up. Um, Formula One is really unique in terms of sport. Well, I'd say motorsport is very unique in terms of overall sport because if you look at other sports, the, the games they don't really change much. You know, there are occasionally these these rule changes, but you know, football is essentially now what it was decades ago. Yes, the games evolved, but they've evolved within the confines of what the overarching game is. 
Formula One changes, you know, what what makes a good team and what, you know, the, the, the tyres, the, everything, everything on the car. The regulations change so much that it is really a moving goalpost. And the FIA have control over changing the sport so frequently and by as much as what they do. So, you know, I, I think there is a, a responsibility on them to make sure that they're not fair, unfair on certain teams. And I, I think Toto Wolf, I, th- I think he's got a point here, but I, I would agree with what you said that I don't think this is personal towards Mercedes specifically because of who they are rather than where they are. Should we move on to... Ferrari and McLaren because they enjoyed a, a good little duel in Bahrain and it leads to the question whether this will continue on for the rest of the season or not. So, Harry, do you think that Ferrari versus McLaren is something we haven't seen the last of? Well, I, I sincerely hope so. It's nice to see um, to see that battle reignited. It's, it's a different different uh, context as to what we're used to I guess um, and it's it's a little strange because McLaren have had to crawl their way back from the back of the grid effectively and Ferrari were at the front and they've fallen down a bit so they've kind of met almost in the middle um, <clears throat> but it's great and I think you know a sign of things to come it would be great if it's also you know next year onwards it's for a win for podiums etc um, and who's to say it will be for some podiums this year but yeah, McLaren versus Ferrari just sounds right, doesn't it? it sounds like a, it's like having, throw Williams into the mix. All sounds good, sounds right. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be it'll be good to see those two great teams actually battling for some for some decent positions for once. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. And I think you know the the mix of those four drivers: Norris, Ricardo, Leclerc, Sainz. There's going to be some tasty battles. I. I anticipate this year so yeah looking forward to that one i think it's going to be it's going to be nice yeah a lot of history in this battle um obviously most of that history comes from a bit further up the grid but they still both theoretically have a chance to finish at the top of the midfield so sam do you think that this will continue on for the rest of the year I hope so. I mean, we always love the midfield. The midfield always generates absolute banter when it comes to action on the grid. Um, it always gets left with a bit of a sour taste in my mouth at the moment, though, because as I've just described, it's in the midfield. They're fighting to be top of the midfield. I want Ferrari McLaren battling it out last lap. You know, who's going to take that victory? Where does Ferrari versus McLaren go back to? Oh, is that Glock? Hamilton, Massa, what an incredible <laughs> moment in history that was. That's Ferrari, that's McLaren. That, that is an incredible moment in time. And I want Ferrari McLaren doing that again. I want them up there with Mercedes. I want them up there with Red Bull. Um, as Harry said, Williams will be up there as well. All the teams up there, that's what we want. We want that close race and we want seven different winners in seven different races. It can happen. It has happened. I want it again. So, yes, they will be great to watch. Yes, their lineups are spectacular. Some of the strongest that we've seen for a long time in Formula 1. But I can't help but be slightly disappointed that the chances are they're going to be fighting for third or fourth place in the constructors and they are leaps and bounds away from Red Bull and Mercedes in first and second. It's a little bit sad. So... It's going to be great to watch. I'm going to love watching it. I'm just a bit gutted it isn't for the very top spot with a few other teams around them. Yeah, I think there's um, the, there's a lot of interesting duels between the four drivers here um, that are on the cards, and I wouldn't be surprised if it, this does continue on for the rest of the year. For me, Leclerc and Ricardo, you've got 
they're I think two of the best four drivers in Formula One alongside Verstappen and Hamilton so you've got the quality no doubt about that um you know Lando Norris I, I think he is one of my predictions pre-season is that he's going to really have a great year and he's going to improve further and I still believe that to be the case and and Carlos Sainz I think his first race at Ferrari gave me a lot of optimism that he he might be closer to Leclerc than I thought he might be um because even though he did lose out in both qualifying and the race he was he was certainly not a mile behind and as you know Vettel really proved last year keeping up with Leclerc is no mean feat so it was great to see signs at least within that same sort of bracket as Leclerc in in just his first race at the team so I think all four of these guys have something to bring to the table and they can battle you know between between the four of them and you know I mean According to Drive to Survive, Norris versus Sainz is the biggest rivalry on the grid. So I'm looking forward to those two. <laughs> those two locking horns throughout the year, you know, could get very nasty. Um, but yeah, um, and you know, based on my predictions as well, I, I, I've got Ferrari and McLaren sort of finishing next to each other in the championship. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if this does continue on for the rest of the year. Um, and I think probably what's most encouraging for Ferrari here is that. What happened at Bahrain? Because, of course, McLaren beat Ferrari at Bahrain. Norris finished ahead of Leclerc and Ricardo finished ahead of Sainz. But the good news is, is that it happened at Bahrain, a circuit that is very reliant on top speed, which we know was a massive flaw of Ferrari last season. I think that would give them confidence going into some of these next few races, particularly Imola coming up, that Ferrari can actually get the better of McLaren. So I think it was really, I think it was encouraging for both teams what they saw in in Bahrain. From Ferrari's perspective, remember where they were last time we were in Bahrain in 2020. I mean, I I think, I, I can't confirm this, but I think at one point they were actually going backwards down the main straight. They were that slow. <laughs> I've heard, I, I heard the rumours. I'm pretty sure I remember Charles Leclerc breaking into turn one and two minutes later, he was actually alongside Jack Aitken's crash like uh, half a mile back. So you tell me if he was going backwards or not. Um, and it was great to see them be competitive this time around. So um, yeah, I think this is a this is a battle that will continue on for the year. Um, yeah, like you say, Sam, would have been great if it was for race wins and such and maybe we'll get there in the future. But for now... Um, I'm happy to at least see those two teams close to each other on track. All right, here we go. It's the big one. F1 higher, F1 lower. It's F1 higher, it's F1 lower. Is Sam faster, is Harry slower? F1 higher. F1 lower. F1. <laughs> okay, so we, we we have not played this one in quite a while. So it's a fairly simple concept. I will uh, give a category. I'll, I'll say uh, a number of something. It will become clear very soon. Um, and you have to say whether it's higher or lower. Um, there, was, there was a famous card game, Bruce Forsyth hosted it. You know, you get the, you'll get the picture soon. Wow. Dead, man. You can't hate him then. There's a lot of people that are dead that I hate, actually. Yeah, but for valid okay. reasons, not Bruce. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> so annoying. For reasons that um, should be really obvious, we're going to move on from people that we hate that are dead. <laughs> um, <and laughs> we'll go on to oh. F1 higher or lower. So here's what I've got yeah. for you this time around. Um, I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say a year and I'm going to say a driver. So let's take 2018 Lewis Hamilton as an example. Um, Uh And then I'll give another one. Um, And you'll have to say whether they finished higher or lower in the championship. So, for example, if I was to say... 2018 Lewis Hamilton. (laughs) You're not going to get 2018 (laughs) Lewis Hamilton. But using that as the example, Lewis Hamilton, of course, finished first in 2018. So it doesn't really... He did, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thanks to thanks to Vettel and his uh, spinning top, but um, yeah, I, regardless of what I said, let's just say you know Rio Harianto in uh, whenever he was around. Rio Harianto. So, uh, you would obviously say lower in the championship, so that that's how this will work. And as ever, we encourage. Yeah, they might be a bit harder than that. They're the only option. Just to put that disclaimer get. in there. Yeah. <laughs> As ever, definitely play along at home. See if you can beat these two guys. Uh, I'm you sure will. you can give them a run for the money. Um, we haven't got Harry. Any. Do you want to go? Do you want to go first this week, Harry? Yeah, go on in. Do you want set A or set B? Set A, please. Oh, oh maths class. Terrible choice. <laughs> okay, here we go. So we're going to start with 2015 Daniel Ricciardo. Any idea where he might have finished? Uh, but it was pretty low. Red Bull in twenty fifteen is rubbish. Uh, seventh. No, he finished eighth, so it's a, it's a pretty oh. good guess. So eighth, Daniel Ricciardo, twenty fifteen, higher or lower? We'll start with two thousand and four, Jensen Button. Jensen Button was higher. He was higher. Had a great year. He finished third that year. Um, should also say at this point, you'll be very glad to know that none of these exit the 21st century. So you don't need historical knowledge for this. One. Hallelujah. Sam, I've never seen you look so happy. Um, I'm still going to get the second one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good first one, Harry. So 2004, Jensen Button, he finished third. Higher or lower? 2013, Nico Rosberg. Oh. Shablam. I'm going to go for lower. He was lower. He finished sixth in 2013. Ooh. What yeah, a two wins, didn't he? Yeah, it was, uh, it was all fairly close. I mean, the Mercedes was pretty good in qualifying them, but they didn't quite didn't quite get the race pace until the next year. Wow. But, um, Classic Mercedes. They oh, found it. They, like. they, they found it. Um, <laughs> oh, it's in the glove box. Oh, <laughs> there it, it is. Follow me, pace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, 2013, Nico Rosberg, P6. Higher or lower, 2005, Mark Webber. Uh, lower. Folks, you can't see this, but Harry's face there was pure agony. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't have been because he's dead right on that one. Um, P10 for Mark Webber in 2005. Oh, Moving on. To 2017, Kevin Magnuson. Higher or lower than that tenth place? <laughs> Sorry, is that an actual question? <laughs> lower. <laughs> lower. P14. I can remember I if that, as it was. As I thought. I thought I can remember if it 18 or 17. They had a good car. It must have been 18. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the following year they were all right. Um, so P14 for Kevin Magnussen in 2017. Higher or lower, Adrian Sutil in 2009. Ooh, oh, my God. That is in, a tough one. Uh, I'll go for higher. 
It's not higher. Oh. P seventeen. He didn't have a great year, but that's a subtle mate. loss. What are you doing? It's a pretty good effort though. You got four right. Um, just to run, you, you had another two to go. Um, so Sutil seventeenth in two thousand and nine. Higher or lower? Kazuki Nakajima, the legend, two thousand and eight at Williams. You know, he had a crap year, didn't he? I'll go higher though. He was higher, just about 16th. Um, oh. And then 2017, Fernando Alonso, higher or lower than 16th. Ooh. Retired. Yeah, lower? Uh, it was just higher, 15th. It wasn't a good year, but it was just about better than that. That's so, obsessing, isn't it? Four <laughs> correct. Four correct for Mr. Reed. Um, so, Sam, do you want set B or set B? Um, I'll take B, please, Ben. Good choice, good choice. Um, we're going to start with 2003, Giancarlo Fisichella. Do you know where he Fizzy. might have finished? Sorry, I'm just defending against some thin air over here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that he finished in ninth place. Uh, he was a little worse off. He was 12. Um, oh, it's not too bad. Yeah, he he managed to do the incredible thing of win a race in a season and still finish twelve. Um, <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> on physique, yeah, that's actually. That's actually I, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday that we had the anniversary mm. of that Brazilian Grand Prix win that he had. But um, yeah, twelfth place for Fisichella that year. So first one higher or lower? Twenty eighteen, Nico Hulkenberg. Um, I'm going to say higher. Higher is correct. You haven't fallen at the first hurdle. Um, yes! It was a good year, for, a good year for Renault. He was uh, seventh place that year. I forgot what team he was with, so that tells you a lot about my knowledge. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 2018, Nico Hulkenberg, seventh place, higher or lower. The Wall, Vitaly Petrov, 2010. Oh, he is the devil. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say lower. He's not. <laughs> He looks uh, like le- it. Well, you can't call him the devil anymore because he's given you that one right. Uh, he was lower. He was 13th place. Come on. Higher or lower, 2007, Heike Kovalainen. Baby, Baby face. face. You just don't know, no. Uh, he was uh, 2007. Uh, ooh, ah, uh, I would say he was higher. He was higher. Had a good year um, just before he went to... To Macca, he finished seventh place that year. Ooh. Higher or lower than seventh place? 2016, Max Verstappen. Oh, that was the year he moved to Red Bull, wasn't it? 2016. Uh, I'm going to say higher. Was higher, uh, which pulls you level with the amount that uh, Harry got right. <laughs> That's so, fine. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I'm yeah, achieving yeah, today, that. everyone. He was uh, he was fifth that year. Oh, good um, job, Max. So higher or lower than fifth place? Two thousand and one, Rubens Barrichello. Oh, cry for me, Rubens. Um, <laughs> well, uh, is, uh, is it going to be a trick question? There's a lot of right. Hold on, everyone. Schumacher, Hakkinen, the legend that is David Coulthard. Um, I'm going to say it was higher than fifth. It was higher than fifth. 
Well done. Um, he was third that year behind the legend DC and of course Schumacher who won the championship um, so yeah that's your fifth one right you've got another two to go to complete the set oh my god third place 2001 Rubens Barrichello higher or lower 2006 Kimi Raikkonen oh this was the year before he won the championship because he won that in 07 in the final race Folks, I know that because there's a top 10 t- title deciders video that I put out about a month ago from there. Watch it. Um, plug. Plug. Please go watch. I'm going to say that he finished. Oh, this is so difficult. This is so difficult. Third place, right? Yeah. Um, third. I'm going to say it was higher. Oh, unlucky. Unlucky. <sighs> That, wasn't that, that, a great that. year for Macca in 06. Uh, they finished, he finished fifth, but um, not quite as good Did as Mr. the year Did Mr. Chunky before. beat him? <laughs> no, Mr. Chunky, Mr. Chunky was like, now nah, I'm out of here. See you later, lads. <laughs> oh, we <laughs> um, went to America, didn't he? He was like, I've had enough of this F1 stuff. Don't want the any more of this. The land the good food. No wonder he got chunky. Um, <laughs> and for, so you, you do win, Sam. Well done. Yes, um, I won something. <laughs> the, the last one in the set was going to be 2006 Kimi Raikkonen, fifth place, higher or lower, 2008 Nick Heidfeld. Oh, quick Nick. I'm going to say it was lower. It was lower. It was uh, it was a quick year for quick Nick, but not quick enough to get fifth. He got sick. <laughs> Averagely fast. <laughs> oh, good old quick Nick. Oh, we do love quick Nick. That's been Folks. F1 higher and lower. It's F1 higher, is F1 lower, is Sam faster, is Harry slower, F1 higher, F1 lower, F1. If you care about the nicknames that I have for drivers, maybe we'll do a full video of it because there's someone for everyone. (laughs) There are no bounds to Sam's mind. I can confirm that to be the case. Alpeshwaringan, Alpeshwaring, that's a good one. Don't blame pretty... me. Don't blame me. That's a good. We'll get onto it in another video, folks. If you want to hear it, let us know. It's a bit silly. Uh, just, just a bit. Um, I think before we get any more ridiculous, if that is indeed possible, we might as well uh, get out of here for this one. So, Sam, if you wouldn't mind doing the honours. Folks, you've heard me triumph today. It's something that is something of a rarity. So consider subscribing because it might happen again and you'll be here to hear it. Um, also, F1 Seasons began. It was an absolute cracker. We're hoping some more crackers, just like Christmas. The F1 season is much like Christmas. So subscribe. You'll get Christmas every weekend. LA breaking. Yay. Um, stick around for F1 content. We love it. It's over on YouTube as well. Over on Twitter at LA breaking. Uh, please stick around for the rest of the season. We absolutely love it. In the meantime, I've been Sammy Sage. I've been Ben Hawking. I've been Harry Eads. And remember, keep breaking like... Bye! (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.